Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by Lake Area Media, LLC. And now your hosts, David Boston and Patrick Fry. And welcome to the Amp Wrestling Podcast, episode 118. I'm David Boston. He is Patrick Fry, and we're here to talk about some wrestling. What's up, Patrick? Oh, not too much, uh, David. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about some wrestling, but I tell you what, I'm excited because uh, we just talked about it uh, just before we started recording, but uh, retail sports betting has m- made its uh, landfall here in Lake Charles, the city we're based out of, and uh I got to go check out the sports books today, and uh, I'm quite excited. Um, wish we could maybe bet on some pro wrestling. I wonder if that's going to happen maybe in the future because, of course, pro wrestling is not a uh, – I don't want to you know, obviously cut down pro wrestling here, but it's not a, a legitimate competitive sporting event, I guess you can say. It's obviously all predetermined. So um, I don't know if that will ever happen, but it would be fun if we could certainly – uh, you know, bet on some professional wrestling. But uh, I was excited to be able to go check out the sports books today, the temporary sports books. That is, they're in the process of building bigger and better permanent sports books. But uh, what they got set up so far is is good enough for me. So, uh, but beyond that, yeah, man, uh, we got a big, uh, big weekend in in professional wrestling coming up. Big show for AEW and a lot of things to talk about. A lot of big news that's happened over the. The two weeks that uh, we've we, we didn't do anything last week, we were very busy, so uh, we got a little catching up to do in the the pro wrestling world. I know organized crime has to be licking their chops over this uh, organized sports betting now. What makes you say that? What do you mean? What makes me say that? That's like one of their gimmicks. Organized like they were crime fixing. And- they were fixing games when sports betting wasn't cool. Well, you know, I think, uh, I don't know, I, I think, uh, you know, obviously it's been legalized all over, uh, for the most part of the country now, and, um, you know, there there may be something going on uh, somewhere, but, you know, I'd like to think that uh, there's certainly no rigging or anything going on anywhere, but you, know, you never know. you got to be kidding me. You never know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, oh, have I, any know. Proof. I don't have any proof, so I can't say that Oh, I got is. proof. You got proof? Yeah, they've done it before. Well, I mean, they've done it before, but obviously, uh, maybe they've—I um, don't know—maybe they've done things to crack down on that in uh, in sports now. You know, now that because obviously, um, up until a few years ago, for the most part of the country, it was illegal anyway. So I guess nobody really—I guess—cared. I mean, in some places, it was still illegal, like like Las Vegas. But um, maybe now. There are things that are, have cracked down on that a lot more now that it's it's a legal thing in, in most parts of the country. We're going to have to start a game. Me and you are going to have to go to these sports books. And kind of like Where's Waldo, but it's going to be called Where's the Long, uh, the Lone Shark? <laughs> maybe so. Uh, there was a few people out there today, so uh, I don't know. Maybe there was one out there already hanging out just waiting to to, to make something happen. All right, before we get into this, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about our sponsor for the show today. It's our affiliate link for Amazon. Real simple. If you want to help the, help your boys out when you're doing your holiday shopping this year, it is a simple click. You don't have to go to Patreon. You don't have to go to PayPal. All you have to do is go into your browser, whether it's in your phone or on your computer. If anybody uses computers anymore, it goes to the websites. If you if you use apps, I don't know how you put our affiliate link in the Amazon app, but open your browser, type in tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon AMP, A-M-P. What that's going to do, that's going to bring you to our affiliate link. You need to save that on your browser. Put it in your bookmarks. Title it as Amazon, and every time you shop at Amazon, if you use the link, they're going to give us a little commission for sending traffic their way. It's no extra cost to you, but it'll help us out in the long run. Absolutely. So uh, that's tinyurl.com slash Amazon AMP. Help you boys out just a little bit because uh, every, you know, every cent matters as far as we're concerned. And, uh, it, you know, anything can help us uh, improve the, the podcast in any way we possibly can. And that's certainly what we want to do. But uh, you, want, you want me to go ahead and do the rundown? Let's get into it, bro. All right. Well, the uh, the rundown for today's episode number 118 of the Amp Wrestling Podcast for Wednesday, November the 10th, 
2021. We're going to preview AEW Full Gear happening this Saturday. I think it's on Saturday. Yeah, it is Saturday. Uh, Also, WWE uh, released more people. We'll talk about that. John Moxley uh, entered an inpatient alcohol treatment program. We'll talk a little bit about that. That was kind of a big shocking story that that came up uh, since we last did a, a recorded an episode. And also uh, the shutdown of Ring of Honor is uh, is coming up. We'll talk about that as well. We got some rumor mill stuff. Finn Balor injured. More on the Carrion Cross release. And uh, why is Up Up Down Down stopped creating content? We'll talk about. That and everything else coming up on the AMP Wrestling Podcast, episode number 118 for Wednesday, November the 10th, 2021. Find us on your favorite social media platforms. We are there, Facebook. When is it going to be called Meta, Patrick? Do you know? I hope never because uh, that's a stupid name. Because um, so. when I open up my Facebook map, I mean, my Facebook app, I see Meta at the bottom, but it's still called Facebook for the time being. I just, I, I don't see why you would rename the actual site, you know, Meta or Meta or however you want to say it. Uh, maybe the company that runs it, you know, could be like Meta, kind of how, like when Vince uh, started the XFL up again, it was what Alpha Entertainment or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like Alpha Entertainment, it would be the Meta, and XFL would be the Facebook. So there you go. That might be, you know, what, what, what they're doing here because I just I don't know. I don't I don't see why you would change the name from Facebook. I mean, it's an iconic name. It's been going strong for over a decade now, decade and then some. So I don't see why they would change the actual name of the the site, but. Uh, I can understand why you would change, I guess, the, the, the name of the company that runs it, whatever you, you want to call it. I don't know, the parent company or whatever the hell it's called. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he said he wanted it to be, uh, I guess, more trendy because a lot of the young kids have left Facebook because it has kind of like an old feel to it with parents and grandparents. Maybe. And they've gone to Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and all and that and good Twitter stuff. Twitter and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean – it's whatever. I'm still on Facebook. Uh, I don't plan on leaving, but uh, I don't know. It's because we're getting old, Patrick. I guess so. We're we're getting part of that old generation there. But uh, yeah, I have nothing really. I have no uh, side in the the, the fight of uh, what what Facebook should be <laughs> called. So, um, but yeah, let's go ahead and dive into AEW Full Gear. Uh, that's happening this Saturday night. I think you can order it on BR Live. Uh, really stacked card here. We're going to go over the card one by one here. Uh, let's start with uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Ty Conti for the AEW Women's World Championship. Mm, uh, mm, mm. I don't have too many thoughts on this match. I mean, I see Dr. Britt Baker, uh, DMD, winning uh, this match. Uh, I mean, Ty Conti, I think they'll put on a pretty good match. I certainly could see uh, Rebel and Jamie Hayter maybe getting involved some sort. I think Anna Jay looks like she might be at ringside as well in the corner of Ty Conti. So there could be a lot of shenanigans going on the outside that may cause Dr. Britt Baker to, to really kind of steal a win from Ty Conti. But uh, that, that that's kind of how I see that match playing out. When are they going to come up with an AEW women's calendar? That is a good question. That's a very legitimate question there, David. Um, uh, it, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe we should email Tony Khan and say, "Hey, dude, you know, you got some, you know, you, you got some hotties in this uh, in this company. You know, obviously Anna Jay is up there. Uh, some of the ones we mentioned just in this particular match. I mean, I mean, everyone in this match is, is a hottie and would you know would would mind seeing on a calendar. Doctor Britt Baker, Rebel, Jamie Hayter, Ty Conti, and Anna Jay, all five. Heck, that's almost half the 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 year right there. So there you go. Uh, that would be a, a tremendous idea. Yeah, and you know he's probably going to say something like, "Oh, we don't want to overly sexualize our women's division and stuff like." No, we want it, Tony. We yeah. want it. Yeah, considering you got a mostly male audience, I think uh, certainly these uh, calendars uh, would sell pretty well. Uh, we want it in time for it to be a stocking stuffer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know, we we need some calendars for 2022. I've already seen some places have calendars for 2022. As uh, crazy as that that kind of well, I mean, obviously it's November already, and it's crazy how fast the year has gone by. But uh, yeah, I see Dr. Britt Baker winning this match. Obviously, she's uh, just rolling right now uh, as the AEW Women's World Champion. I don't see Ty Conti taking that from her. Nah, me neither. All right, the next match, uh, the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final, where the winner 
will receive a future AEW World Championship match. It's Brian Danielson taking on Miro. And uh, Miro actually you know, uh, came into this tournament a little late because he subbed in for John Moxley, who, of course, uh, entered into an inpatient uh, alcohol rehab. Um, uh, we'll talk about that a little, a little bit later. But uh, Miro did defeat Orange Cassidy in the semifinal. Uh, Brian Danielson defeated Dustin Rhodes in the first round and defeated Eddie Kingston in the second round. Uh, actually, he's had 30. The crazy thing is Brian Danielson's two matches were 14.45 and 16.24. So he's had like 30 total minutes of in-ring time for this tournament. Miro's only had seven minutes against Orange Cassidy. Um, you know, I could see either one of these guys really winning. I mean, of course, Brian's you know new to the company. He's the new hot name in the company. He's already had a, a time limit draw with Kenny Omega, the current AEW World Champion. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, and I could see Miro, obviously, he had a big run with the TNT belt. And uh, now I think he's he's kind of prime and ready for a possible, you know, AEW World Championship feud, maybe even an AEW World Championship run sooner than later. Uh, my gut tells me Brian's going to win this match, um, and I'm thinking about that. You know, I'm I'm thinking ahead to who I I think uh, is going to win the AEW World Championship match between Omega and Hangman. Uh, but of course, I'll, I'll give that out a little bit later. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, man, this one's tough because Miro, obviously, with his finish, you got it's the, the accolade. I guess I don't know if they still call it the accolade, but whereas, you know, he can do it and maybe Brian Danielson passes out, doesn't necessarily tap out. So it kind of, you know, protects Brian maybe a little bit. But uh, and then, of course, I can also see Brian uh, hitting Miro with that running knee. Uh, get the, the label lock on him. Maybe Miro taps out. I don't know. I don't know if they want to have Miro tap out. But uh, it, I'm going to – I'll say Brian Danielson wins this match just because that's what my gut's telling me. I think, uh, obviously, he's the, the bigger star here. He's a guy that you can throw into you know the AEW World Championship title picture immediately and, uh, and, and have it work. So I, I guess I'm going to say Brian Danielson's going to win this match. First off, if I was Miro, I'd be pissed off. I'd be like, you're going to put Dustin Rhodes and Eddie Kingston in this tournament and not me, and the only way I get to go in is because Moxley pulled out? Well, for That's all kind we of know, disrespectful. For all we know, they may have had a different plan for Miro, and then when Moxley you know, entered the rehab, maybe they were like, all right, hey, look, Miro, we're going to put you in here and give you a little, give you a little push here. Because, um, like I said, they might have had other plans for him, or maybe... For all we know, maybe he was taking a little time off. Maybe they were going to give him some time off. And then they said, hey, Miro, sorry to cut your little time off short, but we need you in, you know, in this match. Because I, I am firmly confident we, we were supposed to see uh, John Moxley and Brian Danielson in this final. But uh, obviously you got to find somebody, you know, legitimate who can put on a, a great match with Brian Danielson to earn this AEW World title match. And uh, I think Miro was probably the best guy uh, that they had available. Yeah, I think that maybe they they kept Miro out because they were like, okay, if we put him in the tournament, I mean, because, you know, obviously with them keeping records and stuff like that, they want to seem more of like a shoot company rather than an entertainment company. And if you yeah. look at it, you're like, okay, who's actually going to beat this guy? <laughs> you know, he should cruise right on through this tournament no matter who we put in front of him. But I remember when we first heard that Danielson and CM Punk were signing with AEW, we were wondering, okay, who's going to get the first push? Well, I'm with you. I think Brian Danielson's going to win. It looks like he's going to get the first push for the belt, and then we'll probably see, after he beats Kenny Omega, we'll probably start to see him and CM Punk start to feud and get you know, the, the match that we want to see there as well in the future. Yeah, that's the, the beauty of, of AEW. You know, uh, there's so much talent there now that um, you, you can. there's so many different people you can line up against one another to go for this title. And uh, it, it's always on paper just going to be – it's going to look fantastic. So, um, And plus, you know, Brian Danielson was originally in this tournament. Miro was not, which makes me think also Brian Danielson is, is slated to win it. So, But then again, you know, you never know in pro wrestling. They could change their mind uh, last minute. Maybe John Moxley was going to win it, and maybe um, – that's the thing. I don't know. And maybe they didn't want to put Miro in here because – they didn't want to waste Miro and have him, you know, take a, an, an unnecessary loss. 
uh, so to speak, is like I said, maybe they had other plans for him. But obviously, with John Moxley's situation, it was a kind of an emergency situation where they said, "All right, Miro, we need you to come in here and and uh, you know take this spot." But I think, like I said, it's gonna be. A, I think this is gonna be a fantastic match. Um, I think Miro is gonna still look strong somehow. Uh, even in a loss to to Brian Danielson, which is certainly you know, there's no shame in losing to Brian Danielson. Yeah, or maybe they uh they start a feud with Miro and somebody else. Somebody ca- uh, causes him to lose. That could comes be in, maybe too, yeah. low low blows him, or yeah, you know, does something. Yeah, that's the beauty of pro wrestling. You never know what's going to happen. Someone could come in, cost Miro. That starts another feud going down the line. So, but uh, I got Brian Danielson winning, uh, and then. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, like I said, who I think is going to win between Omega and Hangman Page and uh, how that could, could shape out. Um, all right, let's go to the next, uh, the next fight here. It's a Minneapolis street fight. It's the inner circle, Jericho, Hager, Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz taking on men of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and American top team, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, and Dan Lambert will actually be. Uh, the fifth member of this match. So no I, way. Yes, uh, I had a feeling that was going to happen because last week on on Dynamite, uh, you know, American Top Team showed up and they were going to pick, you know, who they the five or the three guys because you already had Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in the match, so you had to pick three other guys to make it a true five on five. Junior Dos Santos, who's the biggest name uh, of that group in my opinion, and then Andre Arlovsky, the next biggest name in that group. And then you kind of was like, all right, who's it going to be? You know, there's obviously been a little bit of uh, interaction with uh, Paige Van Zant uh, going on. And then uh, her husband's in that group. I don't even know his name, but who cares? Yeah, he's a big old dork. How did he land her? Well, he, he got lucky, I tell you that. Um, and then obviously a guy like Dan Lambert, who's really been the mouthpiece. And I, I, I'm going to say this right now. Next to MJF, Dan Lambert has got to be the best heel right now in AEW. That dude... Yes, he like the crowd. I mean, is throwing booze at him like it's not, and he just he, he does not get phased. He continues his thought. He he's he, he has just been tremendous on the microphone. I know some people. He's hilarious. He is, and he he's been playing the role very well. Like I am very impressed with Dan Lambert coming in, drawing heat, uh, getting on the mic, cutting promos. I've been very impressed. I know I probably won't be impressed with. Of course, I don't know. I mean. Dan Lambert's a guy who's who founded American Top Team. Obviously, all these mixed martial artists. I mean, does I don't know anything about Dan Lambert's background. I mean, does he have like a background in mixed martial arts or anything like that? I mean, can this guy actually? He would have to, huh? I mean, I know he's a little bit older guy, but maybe when his, in his younger days, I mean, was this guy kind of a a lethal weapon of some sort? I mean, obviously, he's never been in a professional wrestling ring, at least not that I know of. So, um. I'm sure he's gonna. It's gonna be one of those things where he comes in, he doesn't know what to do, he's gonna get his ass kicked for a little bit, and, and whatnot. Um, and it's gonna be hilarious, I think. Um, but I, I, I props to Dan Lambert, the dude. Anytime he gets a microphone in his hand, I'm listening because I feel like he, you know, he has his point and he sticks to it, and he just does not get phased by the crowd. Who, like I said, outside of MJF, I, there's no more. You know, there's not a there's no bigger heel right now, in my opinion, in AEW than than Dan Lambert outside of MJF. I mean, the dude, anytime he he even grabs a microphone, the fans are just absolutely just just giving it to him, and he's able to focus in and just deliver his promos top notch. Why doesn't Dan Lambert have a Wikipedia page? This is not good. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, I don't know why he doesn't have a maybe because he's just not a. I don't know. That that's a good question. Maybe he never did have a maybe he was in like mixed martial Maybe arts he was the money guy. Maybe so. I mean, he founded American Top Team, so a, a, from what I've gathered and the the information I've gathered uh, just watching Dynamite and uh, hearing him talk, but I don't know why he doesn't have a Wikipedia page cuz I have the wiki, I have the match card up here on Wikipedia. And let's see if I can even click on his name here. No, you can't, because I'm on Wikipedia right now on American Top Team, and it says the gym was founded by Dan Lambert, and it's no hyperlink, who brought in former members of Brazilian Top Team, and it goes on with those guys, and they're all hyperlinked. Yeah. Well, it seems like American Top Team, based on what I'm seeing here, oh, okay, the article is about the wrestling stable. I need to see just American Top Team. 
Founded by Dan Lambert, who brought former members of Brazilian top teams. Okay, so I don't, I don't know why he's not uh, there. Maybe he's just not a big public figure. Maybe he wasn't a big public figure until, um, you know, obviously he was on AEW because I had never heard of him until I got it right. I got it right here. Okay, it says a businessman by trade and Brazilian jiu-jitsu enthusiast. Okay, so he's not an actual. So he, like, he was the money guy. Gotcha. He was the money mark. Yeah, he was the guy kind of in the, in the you know in, behind the scenes taking care of the the finances. And yeah, whatnot. he was Tony Khan before Tony Khan was Tony Khan. Well, there you go. But uh, as far as this match goes, I really don't know. Um, I feel like you know men of the year need this kind of need this win um, against the inner circle. I feel like, but then again, the inner circle. I can't remember. I think they won the feud with uh, the the pinnacle. So I, I wouldn't be shocked to see at least men of the year kind of get a victory right here. Um, I feel like they could use it. Um, you know, they've been hyping them up, and obviously Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are two legitimate athletes in AEW. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think men of the year somehow get a victory here, and you got two legitimate fighters in Dos Santos and Arlovsky in your corner too. So I, I don't see why they couldn't win this match. Yeah, I love that because no matter what happens, Inner Circle is going to be over no matter what. And I like Ethan Page, man. He is yeah. so good on the mic. I would love to see more of them. And obviously, a big win against the Inner Circle would push them up into the top tier of the company. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, that's what, exactly. Uh, I agree. You know, a win here for them over the Inner Circle would uh, would s- tremendously uh, propel them uh, maybe into an AEW World. Uh, you know, tag team title picture. So we'll see. But I'm going to go ahead and say men of the year are going to win it. Or men of the year in America top team will win this. But I think men of the year get, you know, one of them gets the pinfall. And ultimately, they're the guys, you know, that are standing tall here at the end of this match. Uh, I like it. All right. AEW World Tag Team Championship. Lucha Brothers taking on FTR. FTR has already taken the AAA tag team titles from them uh, about a month ago, I think that was. Uh, so now it's another match for the AEW World Tag Team titles. Now, since the Lucha Brothers beat the Young Bucks for the titles at All Out, I don't know. I feel like we haven't seen much of the Lucha Brothers. Like they haven't really right. been, I guess, been focused on a lot. Maybe I've missed something. Uh, obviously, FTR won the AAA Tag Team titles from them. I just don't see. I, I feel like they haven't had that. Um, how can I say this? Like I said, because of the fact that they haven't really been focused on a whole lot, there's, there's so much going on in the company. Um, I think they're going to retain. I think they're the, the best tag team in, in the company, in my opinion. I mean, they're up there with the Bucks. I mean, the Lucha Brothers are from from the in ring, the, the the presentation, just everything about them, their entrance. I mean, they had the best entrance at All Out. Um, I, I think they're, they're they're one of my favorite tag teams, if not my favorite tag team in AEW. I think they need to hold on to these tag team titles a little bit longer and, and get some feuds going and maybe get a little more focus in on, on the tag team title picture. Well, you know, we talked about the selfish booking before from Cody. I mean, I think this is maybe some selfish booking from the Bucks. I mean, when you were champions, you know, the tag team division was a hot story in AEW. All of a sudden, you lose the belts and it fizzles away. And you're supposed to be bros with these dudes? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, you know, they got, I mean, and FTR is a former world tag team champion themselves. So it's a good matchup. I do like the matchup. I think this is going to be a fantastic match um, as well. It's just, I I guess, in between the big shows, I don't know. And they, they, like I said, they may have been, uh, I haven't seen a ton of dark, not dark. Well, I haven't seen a ton of dark, but in dark elevation, but uh, like Rampage on Friday nights, uh, you know, I haven't been able to watch Dark on Friday nights, and maybe some of those Saturday night dynamites we've had that I've had, I haven't been able to really get an eye on. Maybe they featured them in, in some of those. So like I said, I may have missed uh, something there with the Lucha Brothers and uh, their tag team title run so far. But uh, I do like this matchup. I think um, the fact that you know you had Andre uh, Andrade Andrade El Idolo kind of, you know, with Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, and, you know, he was kind of going for Penta El Cerro Miedo and, and Ray Phoenix, trying to get them to join him. He had his little thing with Pac and everything, and then FTR kind of b- bled into that, um, and that's kind of what's led to this. So it, it's kind of one of those things where, it, you know, they use another storyline to get FTR involved in, in this, I believe, but... 
it's still a great matchup. I got to I got to think the Lucha Brothers are going to retain here just so they can uh, continue to to ride this AEW World Tag Team Championship reign and definitely get get some more big matches out of them. That's just my thought. I read on some dirt sheets that FTR is even wanting to leave AEW. It's like, can these divas ever be happy? Uh, I don't know why they'd want to leave AEW. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I guess I could, you know, y- y- on the surface, you, you know, it seems like AEW is just the perfect wrestling company where everyone wants to go, but obviously not everyone's going to be happy. But, you know, it seemed like guys like FTR, you know, were just, you know, it seemed like guys like FTR, obviously they got released from WWE and immediately, as soon as they were allowed to, they showed up in AEW. So, um, but it only it only seems like they'll be happy if they had the belts around their waist for 422 days. Well, they got the AAA World Tag Team titles uh, around their waist. I don't know how they feel about that, but um, you know, we'll see if they become double champs on on, on Saturday. But uh, I, I, I still think the Lucha Brothers are going to win this match. I sure hope so, because I would love... And I emphasize love to see a rematch between them and the uh, the Young Bucks because that last match they had was lights out match of the year. Yes, it was. Uh, I don't expect this one will be quite as good, but I do expect it'll be. A, this will certainly be fun to watch. You got two different really styles from uh, from the Lucha Brothers and then FTR. You know, so uh, yeah, looking forward to, to seeing this match. I think the Lucha Brothers will win. Watch out for those turnbuckles. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, next match, a uh, singles match, is going to be Darby Allen versus MJF. This one's been very, the build to this match has been very intriguing, in my opinion. MJF's been really um, cutting some some pretty fire promos with Darby Allen lately. I find they had their little brawl on a, on Dynamite last week that was very uh, entertaining. Um, I really don't know who's going to win this match. Obviously, Darby Allen had that big match against CM Punk that he lost. Um, MJF has been rolling. Um, my gut tells me MJF is going to win this match because I feel that MJF is is definitely getting towards the front of the line for a world title shot very soon. I feel like he's really starting to uh, you know propel himself into the main event picture. Um, so I, I got MJF winning this match. I think this is going to be a, a great match. Uh, but uh, I, I got MJF, and I think the build for this match has been fantastic. MJF has been absolutely fire on the microphone uh, as of late. And he usually is, but I think even more so, I think he's taken it up another level uh, the last few weeks uh, with the, this feud with Darby Allen. Yeah, no matter what he does, whether it's showing up on the shot with Brandy or the Barstool Wrestling Podcast yep. or when he's got a mic in his hand in front of 20,000 people, this guy is just straight money. Yep. And I hate that my headphones don't have me talking back into them like they do at work. I feel like I'm not enunciating correctly. No, I, I mean, I hear you fine. You sound fine to me, so. It's just hard to hear myself. I sound like all muffled. I can understand that. But yeah, MJF is straight gold, and I hope it's not too long before he starts getting some shots at the big belts because he definitely deserves it. Well, this will be a big win for him against Darby Allen. Darby Allen, obviously a, a big popular guy in, in AEW, uh, and I think this will be a very nice win for MJF, and I, I think he gets it. I, I'll say he, MJF's going to go ahead and win it. Got anything to add to that? No. All right, the next match, uh, another singles match. It's going to be CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. This one kind of just came about over the last couple of weeks. I tell you what, Punk and Kingston, they had an amazing promo against one another last Friday on Rampage. I mean, it was even Jim Cornette like praised it and was saying this is one of the best, you know, promos I- I've seen in AEW uh, between two guys. I mean, it was if you haven't seen it, dude, you need to go watch it. I mean, it it, it felt real. It, it felt like a shoot. It, it felt it felt awesome, and it, it was. I even went back, had to go watch it again. It was that good. Um, this is gonna be, th- this is gonna be a, a fight. This is not. I don't know if this is gonna be a wrestling match. These two guys are gonna come in here and fight. I think um, it's a singles match, a regular wrestling match. But um, certainly, I don't see why. I don't see a reason why CM Punk would lose this match. I mean, he's undefeated in AEW. I think ultimately they're gonna keep. You know, he's going to start building wins and start getting wins against, you know, more top tier guys as he goes along. And obviously, and eventually, he's going to be in the AEW world title picture. But I, I see 
I see him getting a big win against Eddie Kingston on, on Saturday. Yeah, you know, it's all great and it's all gravy while Eddie Kingston has the mic in his hand, but at some point he has to drop it and then he is below average in the ring. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, I, I guess I haven't noticed how good or bad Eddie Kingston might be in the ring. I mean, his character is, is phenomenal um, and whatnot. And I think he can hold his own in the ring. I mean, he's one of those guys, he's just... You know he's not a technically sound wrestler, but he's just one. He's a guy in there that can go in there and fight and be tough and and take shots and and just come back, you know, strong and whatnot. And I think he's gonna. I think with with Punk, I think he's gonna put on a, a heck of a of a performance. Say, you know, I gotta agree with with Punk. It, you know, obviously he has a lot of talent on the mic. But for me, it just falls short every single time when he has to wrestle. It's like I look at him, and not only is it his appearance. I mean, you're in a body business, but not only is it his his appearance. He's just slow, and he's just not elite. Like, yeah, he's a great indie wrestler, but when you get him up against other elite wrestlers and you start putting him in these matches, like when he was tagging with Moxley and now that he's going to be in, with CM Punk, yeah, it just looks bad. Yeah, um, now I see where you're coming from, uh, but I, I think the fact that his character is feels so real, feels so authentic, and the fact that he cuts killer promos, you know, I think the fact that he, I think the fact that his character and his promos are just so amazing, and he can build a fight that he can come into a match, be average, and and get away with it, you know. We'll go with that. <laughs> I do think Punk wins. I, I do think Punk wins the match. And I think a guy like Punk's going to make him Eddie Kingston look even better. You know, so um, I, I got Punk winning this match. Um, See, I don't think so because he's been in other matches with Omega and all them other guys, and it's so blaring obvious that this guy is not at their level. And he might not be, but uh, when it comes to being on the mic and, and telling a story, not necessarily wrestling, but telling a story, and obviously that's what pro wrestling is all about, telling a story, I think Eddie Kingston's one of the best as far as, far as telling a story. He Actually, they had an article about Eddie Kingston that came out in some newspaper earlier this week. It was a big article and kind of just talked about his past and everything. And from what I've heard, like it's a very, very intriguing article. So um, he, he's been getting a lot of pu- publicity uh, for that or earlier this week. So, uh, it, you know, for a guy like Eddie Kingston, based on what, you know, his background and whatnot, where he's come from, uh, props to him for making it as far as he did. Uh, and like I said, at the end of the day, pro wrestling is all about telling a story. And I think Eddie Kingston is one of the best in AEW when it comes to telling a story. Maybe not so much actually getting in the ring and wrestling bell to bell, but telling a story. I mean, it, it, you know, Eddie Kingston is one of the best, in my opinion. All right, let's talk about the uh, Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, are going to take on the Super Click, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and the Young Bucks. Um, this is something, obviously, that's been building since uh, All Out. Um, the Jurassic Express and Christian, they've kind of had their run-ins with the Elite. This is going to be a very fun Six man, uh, any false count anywhere match. I'll be curious to see where they take this match. I mean, they're going to fight all over the arena. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, who knows? But uh, I, I, am trying to think who's going to win this match. I, I, I think the Super Click's going to win. Um, I think this is a good chance for Adam Cole, Bebe, to maybe get a a big pinfall victory over maybe a Christian Cage, maybe even over a Jungle Boy. Uh, or something, but um, I think this is yeah definitely a good opportunity for Adam Cole Baby to get another pinfall victory add to his record because obviously he's going to be in some championship pictures at some point down the line, so you might want to build his record up a little bit. Um, but I got the Super Click winning. I, I really don't have much else to say about this match. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I think it's been fun watching these two teams go at it. But um, and I think uh, ad- actually Adam Cole Baby took a concerto. From uh, from Christian Cage on Dynamite last week, so that was a uh, that was an that was a uh, an entertaining segment. But uh, I got the super click. I think Adam Cole Bebe gets a, a pinfall victory over maybe either uh, Jungle Boy or Christian Cage. David, you still there? 
I might have lost David. Nope. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I had you on mute for a second. Look, I got to go pick up my son for wrestling. I'm going to put you on mute real fast. I'm going to put on my pants, and then I'm going to bring you in the car with me. <laughs> All right. But uh, I'll come back on in one second, so keep talking. All right, that sounds good. Well, uh, David's going to take a take care of some business real quick. I'm going to keep on talking about full gear because I'm, I'm, I'm just very excited about this match. Uh, the only match we haven't talked about yet, though, is uh, the main event, the AEW World Championship, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. We thought we were going to get this match at All Out. We got Omega and uh, Christian Cage um, because we found out, of course, later that Hangman was actually requesting some time off because uh, Hangman became a father. So uh, congrats to Hangman on becoming a father. I don't know if we congratulated him on a previous episode, but he became a father, took some time off, obviously, to spend with his family, but now he is back. He, of course, returned in the uh, the casino ladder match and uh, won to earn this title match. And uh, the story right here, it just tells itself. Obviously, these two guys go way back even even before AEW. They were both members of the Elite. Hangman sort of kind of gets uh, kicked out of the Elite. And then, uh, well, maybe he got kicked out after him and Omega teamed up and obviously won the AEW World Tag Team titles together. And then they broke up. And uh, I think they actually, yeah, they fought a year ago in the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final. I think they had that last year. Kenny Omega ultimately won and then went on to win the AEW World Championship, and now we've come back full circle. Hangman's back, and Hangman is taking on Kenny Omega. I would absolutely love to see Hangman win this match. My gut tells me that Hangman is going to win this match, which brings me back to the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final. Uh, makes me think, okay, is Brian Danielson going to win? We're going to have, because he's obviously a face. Hangman Adam Page is a face. I assume the winner of uh, the, the tournament, the championship eliminator tournament, uh, will be the next person to challenge for the AEW World Championship, whether it be in a Dynamite uh, coming up or whatever the case may be. So uh, maybe you have Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, maybe you have Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. I mean, either one of those matches, I think, would be fantastic. But my gut tells me Hangman Adam Page is going to win because I think Hangman Adam Page, I mean, uh, I I would like to think it's his time. Uh, He's still a very young guy. He still has a a lot of time left to win the AEW World Championship. That's the only thing I can think of reasoning-wise why he wouldn't win. Uh, Or maybe they want to have Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson go at it. I don't know, but... uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I think Hangman Adam Page wins the AEW World Championship. Kenny's had it for almost a year now. Kenny's had a tremendous run with it. Uh, I don't think Kenny needs it at this point anymore. I mean, obviously, he could always come back and get it. But I think Hangman Adam Page, you know, he's over now with the fans. Um, You know, I mean, the the fans, every time he comes out, I mean, cowboy shit, you hear it loud and clear from the fans. So I, I think it's Hangman Adam Page's time. I think the fans are ready for it. I think it's going to be a huge pop if he can defeat Kenny Omega. Uh, also, maybe he'll kick out of the one-winged angel. I know a lot of people talked about him being the first guy to kick out of the one-winged angel in AEW. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Hangman Adam Page uh, w- wins the match, David. I, I think I hear you ro- making some noise. I think you're back now. Yeah, we are in the car, heading to pick up the sun. Yeah, you know, I'm good either way. I would love to see Hangman win because, like you said, he's red hot with the fans right now. But at the same time, I would love to see a Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson for the strap match. Yeah, and obviously we could still see that down the line somewhere. We 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 might see it, you know, sooner than later. Um, that said, that that's one of the reasons I could see Kenny Omega still winning this match is because they want to get that Brian Danielson match. And the other reason is, you know, obviously Hangman's still very young and still has a lot of time left to to really hit his prime and, and have a title run later on in AEW. So, but I just feel like I feel like it's time for for Hangman Adam Page. I think it's his time now to to run with that belt, and uh, I got him winning. So, uh, but yeah, that is. Um, that's full gear. Uh, it's a, it's a loaded show. Uh, looking forward to watching it Saturday night. Looking forward to seeing who walks out of. Uh, I think they're in St. Louis. Is that right? I think they're in St. Louis. Let me look here. I got it right here. No, Minneapolis. I'm sorry. They're going to be in Minneapolis. Uh, so I think he's going to walk out of Minneapolis, the new AEW World Champion and the fourth ever AEW uh, World Champion. All right, let's move on now. Uh, more WWE releases. Um, 
this uh, on November the fourth last week. Um, it was funny too because we didn't do the podcast. I said, "Well, it's been a quiet week in pro wrestling," and then the John Moxley story came out, and then the the superstar uh, WWE releases came out, and I was like, "Well, so much for the the quiet week." But uh, here are the list of people that they released last week: Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Scarlet, Oni Lorcan, Karrion Cross, B Fab, Jesse Camilla. I think that's how you say your name. Zeta Ramier, Ramier, I don't know. Trey Baxter, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama. I never even heard of some of these people. Uh, Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado, Keith Lee, Nia Jax, Mia Yim, Harry Smith, and Eva Marie. Obviously, I think the biggest name on there that a lot of people were talking about was uh, Keith Lee. Uh, obviously, the you know the last couple of years we thought we were going to see a lot of big things from Keith Lee, but. Apparently not. Nia Jax is another one. Rumors are that it is because she wasn't vaccinated is why she got released. Um, Karrion Cross is another one uh, that's a little surprising. Uh, Ember Moon's one that's surprising for me because I think Ember Moon is, tr- is a tremendous talent. Um, and obviously with Karen Cross, she had Scarlet that went as well. Um, B-Fab's another interesting one because they just brought Hit Row to SmackDown. And I feel like she was kind of the... The, the glue that held them together, so to speak. Um, she was kind of the, I don't know, I, I don't really know what she was with them, but to me she completed them. That's, I guess, what a good term. She completed Hit Row uh, and whatnot. So just some interesting names, more releases. I mean, they've released so many people over the last two years. It, it's almost become a normal thing now. It's a sad thing, but uh, I guess the good thing for some of these people is now they'll get a chance, you know, to go elsewhere and, and show off their talents. Uh, what, what did you think about the releases? Well, if you remember a few months ago, Keith Lee released that video on YouTube talking about how he had that heart condition and he could have died from it. So I, I don't think he's probably still not medically cleared. Well, I think he is medically cleared because, you know, they, they, they even changed his name to Bearcat Keith Lee, which one of the many stupid decisions they made with him. But, um, yeah, it's uh, and you know he he came back and he wrestled not too long ago, so I think he was cleared. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they say budget cuts, but I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have anything long term for him. You know, so uh, that was the. I, I got to, I got to tell you. I mean, we were talking about it, you know, weeks ago about how we're pretty sure that Karrion Cross is chomping at the bit for his contract to end. Well, he doesn't have to wait for his contract to end, you know, they ended it for him. So man, the sky's the limit for that dude. When he gets to, I mean, obviously if he goes back to impact him and Scarlet or white hot in that promotion again, and they're looking to spend some money so he can get himself a pretty good contract. And of course, if he goes to AEW, I mean, bro, carrying cross is the truth. And somebody's going to be lucky to pick that dude up. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where a lot of these people fall because um, rumors are that Tony Khan said he was interested in a number of uh, the people that were just released from WWE. So I think most of these guys got the 90-day no-compete clause. Um, I think Scarlett has only a 30-day. I think whoever one of these folks uh, came out of NXT only has 30 days. But I already saw Scarlett Bordeaux is already doing other things like with a clothing line and stuff like that. So she's already making moves. Uh, post WWE that actually doesn't involve wrestling, so good for her. Um, but yeah, just another round of WWE releases. Nothing, <laughs> nothing really to see here, folks. Seems like just another yeah, day, would, another day in Connecticut. I would imagine for sure they're going to sign Ember Moon to strengthen up their women's division. She would fit quite nicely in there, being as athletic as she is. Absolutely. But I tell you what, Vince has done nothing but favors for Tony Khan. He yeah. has given him so much talent that he actually knows how to use. Yeah, I think Tony needs to send Vince a Christmas card this year. I tell you what, because yes. uh, big thank you, Vince, uh, for you know handing me all this talent on a silver platter. Um, send Vince a turkey. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, let's move on now to the next uh, subject. We won't spend too much time on this because I think a lot of people have already – you know, really say what they have to say about this, but uh, kind of a an, an upsetting story. Uh, John Moxley entered an inpatient alcohol treatment program. Uh, Tony Khan just kind of tweeted out, I think like last week, 
He said that uh, John Moxley has allowed me to share with you that he is entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program. John is a beloved member of the AEW family. We all stand with him and Renee and all of his family and friends as he shifts focus to recovery. So um, that was a bit of a, a shocker, I guess. And, you know, it's weird because the last few times that John was on AEW television, I don't know, something seemed different about him. I don't know if it's because of this, but he just, I don't know, there was something... I wouldn't say off, but there was something different about him and his attitude, and he just seemed. And I know he sometimes he'll come to the ring and just seem just pissed off, but um, it was one of those things where I don't know. He just he he seemed legitimately angry, maybe seemed unhappy, and and maybe obviously uh, this was the reason why. But um, you know, and they they were him and Renee were living in Las Vegas. Obviously, they just had a a baby girl. So maybe that was part of the reason why he was like, you know, I got to kind of fix this. You know, we got a, a child now and I really got to I got to get better. So, you know, maybe. And then I saw that they were apparently moving back to Ohio uh, from Las Vegas. And obviously Las Vegas is Sin City where there's a lot of drinking, gambling, all sorts of stuff going on there. So maybe him being back home in Ohio is going to help him. Obviously, having his daughter now is going to help him. And whatnot, and obviously we we wish nothing but the best for uh, for John Moxley, and and hope that he can get his uh, his problem uh, solved and and return to wrestling sooner than later. Yeah, it's a product of the business, man. It's like these guys day in and day out for years abuse their bodies, so they got to look for something to kill the pain because pain is a daily occurrence for these dudes. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, alcohol helps for a little bit, but then you go down that slippery slope. Painkillers help for a little bit, but then you go down that slippery slope. I mean, the only thing that, and I've been saying it for years on this podcast, the only thing that's really going to help these dudes out, like one of these companies is going to have to step up and go, you know what, we're not going to drug test for THC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that certainly seems like it'd be a good... Uh alternative to drinking certainly and uh certainly it would help the the pain but um yeah it's uh you know like i said it's just a kind of a sad story but at the same time it's it's a good thing that you know he's going to seek help and and trying to get it under control it is but i you know i hope that this doesn't lead to other avenues because you know you take this out of his life how is he going to deal with the pain does the staff doctor start giving him oxycotons? Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do and, and how this affects him um, going forward. Maybe the p- place he's going might help him, you know, deal with, with things like that too. You know, like obviously, you know, you take drinking out of the, the equation, maybe they'll help him say, hey, look, you know, th- these are some good alternatives. This is a good thing. You know, CBD obviously is a, uh, is a thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Right? I guess we'll – you know, time will tell, but I know for now, you know, uh, he's getting his help, and uh, we wish him all the best. Yeah, most definitely. All right, another you know sad story uh, is the, the shutdown from Ring of Honor. Uh, that that was kind of a, a big story that just popped up out of nowhere. Ring of Honor actually released a statement back on October twenty seventh. It says, uh, throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe, and despite not producing any live events for over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to to our business operations and are planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. Uh, The year will culminate with a final battle in December, and we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize Ring of Honor. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. And they've, um, you know, released everyone from their contracts uh, effective at the end of the year. So everyone that works there will have to the end of the year, and then I guess they'll, I don't know if they'll just hang out for three months or uh, do other things and then wait for them to re, you know, re, uh, rejuvenate ring of honor, uh, hopefully in April. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at the roster right now. I mean, obviously you got some guys, you know, Dalton castle, uh, dragon Lee. They got EC three flip Gordon, uh, homicide. They got the Briscoes, uh, Mike Bennett. Um, you know, uh, I mean, just, 
you know, they they got some good talent there. Um, they also got uh, Jay Lethal, of course. I forget, I don't know. Skip over Jay Lethal. Um, so they got some good talent in uh, in Ring of Honor. Unfortunately, I feel that Ring of Honor was already, you know, with AEW now in 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 the picture in America. I feel like they were already starting to die a slow death, and then the pandemic sort of put them out of their misery. And I I think you know uh, a partnership with AEW, if you're Ring of Honor. Um, th- that might not be a bad option at this point to get some of the AEW guys to come, you know, do some shows and whatnot. Because obviously they have that uh, partnership with with New Japan, and uh, I guess that you know, obviously with the pandemic, you know, having people travel travel back and forth, uh, I'm sure that's been very difficult uh, and whatnot. But uh, I'm sure they took a huge hit financially. I mean, they were already probably going to take a hit financially because of AEW, and then the pandemic just you know doubled double down on on the hit that ring of honor took but um i don't know i'm very curious to see them you know rejuvenated or try to rejuvenate it i'll be curious to see if any ring of honor guys show up in aew during that time span because aew has been known to just bring in guys for a couple of shows and then just you know all right go about your way so i i, I would like to see some of these top guys in aew maybe, maybe make a little you know come to aew for a cup of coffee and uh, have a little feud for a few months while they're off. Yeah, you know, and you know, the EVPs have a long relationship with ROH, but I read something that Sinclair Media, the parent company for ROH, is is done with the wrestling side of their business. They're not going to give it any more money and in fact maybe totally pulling out from the whole thing. So, I think when ROH comes back, they're going to be a regional indie promotion where they're just, you know, booking a lot of the big guys on the indies, kind of like Game Changer Wrestling does or, you know, all these uh, like Evolve does and stuff like that. I think that's what they're going to do and they're going to try to, you know, make their money on gate and, you know, fight TV, pay-per-views and stuff like that. But I don't think they'll ever be a quote-unquote major player again because I don't think they're going to have the money behind them. I think there's just going to be a small indie promotion. And obviously, if they're a small indie promotion, a partnership with AEW would only benefit Ring of Honor. Yeah, certainly. And then, you know, and it's crazy, too, because a few years ago, it's like it seems like Ring of Honor was starting to really – you know, catch some steam with their partnership of New Japan because then New Japan started to get real popular here in the States. And then, you know, when you had the, the, the guys from New Japan come over for some of these Ring of Honor shows, like it seemed like they were really going someplace. And obviously they had the guys like the Bucks and Cody and, and whatnot. But, man, AEW just sort of, you know, uh, like I said, when all their contracts were up, you know, all the, 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 you know, Cody Rhodes and the Bucks and everybody got together and said, hey, let's – uh let's start a new thing here and and boy has it worked out ever in their favor and unfortunately they it, it kind of left ring of honor uh, high and dry i guess so um yeah you know like i said I'll, I'll be curious to see how they rejuvenate ring of honor but i i think uh obviously a partnership with uh with new japan and also AEW i think could a partnership with both of them at the same time uh would do nothing but good things i think for for ring of honor yeah, and I've seen a lot of their, you know, top talent start to take bookings at, you know, big indie shows. The Briscoes are going to be at the next Game Changer Wrestling show. Matt Taven, the former ROH heavyweight champion a few years ago, he's going to be at Hurricane Pro Wrestling in, in Beaumont here in a few months. Well, there you go. But yeah. So they're, they're, they're going to get them some indie bookings. They'll stay alive and hopefully, uh, you know, Impact Wrestling comes calling, or they can go over to Japan. Yeah, it's true. I, I always forget about Impact Wrestling. That could be another uh, little partnership, too. Get a partnership with everybody. Get everybody in there. Have forbidden doors on in every corner of your room uh, if you're Ring of Honor. Um, but, yeah, so there you go. So Ring of Honor will cease operations at the end of the year. Uh, final battle in December. Uh, I, I, I suspect that will be a very emotional uh, show for a lot of the folks there. Um, yeah. Especially not knowing what the future is going to hold. Um, all right, it's time for rumor mill. You got the? Do you have the rumor mill stuff with you? I know you got in the car, or I don't know if you're back. Or I do not have it with me, but give me the uh, what it is, and uh, I'll give you what I got okay. in the old brain. All right. Well, the first one was uh, about Finn Balor being injured. Oh yeah, apparently he missed uh, a taping here recently over in England. 
Um, and uh, they're saying that he's injured, but it's like a minor injury. Okay. Well, nothing, I guess, not much there. Um, I mean, if he's minor, minorly injured, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. What to, I don't know what to think of that. Uh, I didn't even realize he was injured. So, but that's what the word is. But uh, I, I don't think that you know uh, WWE's reported on it. So we don't actually know the extent of his injury just yet. Yeah. Um, the next one is uh, the more on the carrying cross release. Yeah, man. We've always wondered why. Oh, why are you messing this thing up with Karrion Cross? And PW Insider said a source said that just just a little bit before they were released, they were having meetings about a mega push for him and Scarlet. So yeah, I can't understand for the life of me, you know, how they messed this dude up, but they did. And it's going to be somebody else's treasure once they get him. Yeah, it it, it definitely will be. Um, you know, like you said, you know he's he's going to be one. Of, he's one of the hot free agents right now, I think, in in all of pro wrestling. So, um, and it seems like they had a lot of plans for some other people too, and they, they just get released. So, um, it, to me, maybe they had short term plans, maybe not necessarily long term plans, but I don't know. Uh, it, the, the decisions they've been making lately are, are interesting to say the least. But yeah, uh, their loss or their like I said, one man's garbage is another man's treasure. Precisely. And then uh, the final thing on rumor mill is uh, why is up up down down stopped creating content? I think I, I, I've actually read some stuff about this, but go ahead and tell me what you got. Yeah, man, the creators of Up, Up, Down, Down are saying, hey, we're not producing any more content until the WWE starts paying Xavier Woods more money for said content. So apparently they're paying him uh, beans. Yeah, that's what I read, too, because obviously, you know, Xavier Woods created Up, Up, Down, Down, and then I think WWE bought it out from him but allowed him to still, I guess, you know, take it over but now you know apparently xavier Woods, that wwe's not giving xavier woods um i, I guess his fair share of uh, the revenue from up up down down they're kind of you know screwing him over so to speak for, because of this you know it's just another thing that wwe is like oh hey you created something cool we're gonna buy it from you and uh basically take all the money from it and then uh this the content creators for up up down down uh, are like, well, that's not fair. So we're just not going to create any content for you guys. And if you're not going to pay Xavier Woods, you're not going to get any revenue. So it's like they're going on strike, and I, I understand why. You know, if, and if I was Xavier Woods, I would have been like, look. But I guess Xavier Woods was probably put into a tough situation where they were like, hey, we want to buy this from you. And Xavier Woods was probably like, I really don't want to sell it to you. And then they were probably like, well, if you don't sell it to us, you either can't do it or uh, you're fired. You know, like. So yeah. Xavier Woods was probably like, well, I really don't want to lose my wrestling job. So here, I guess you can buy it. And they probably told him we're going to you know, give you this, give you that and, and whatnot. And then maybe I don't know if they've gone back on their word for something or I don't know. Um, I don't know all the details about it. I just kind of read about it here and there. But it seems like, yeah, WWE took advantage of Ro- uh, Xavier Woods and um, by buying it out from him. And they're just not, you know. And now it's for, like, what if Xavier Woods gets released? You know, like he loses up, up, down, down the thing that he created. You know, so it's like, it, it, it seems like it's a lose, lose for Xavier Woods. So I can understand why the content creators are going on strike. It's kind of like when Apple fired Steve Jobs. He's like, "You're gonna fire me? I built this in my garage." Yeah. But at the at the same time, I don't know how much the channel makes, and I, I would be interested to know how much that channel makes because. From watching other gamers talk about how much they make on YouTube, like the gaming channels are so underpaid on YouTube. I mean, you got other channels like, like the, there's this trucking channel I watch, and this guy just vlogs driving his 18 wheeler across the country. That dude makes eight to 10 grand a month on just doing that. But the same views. The same subs for a gaming channel, yeah. They're only making like one thousand, two thousand dollars a month, yeah. And I mean, gaming is something that you can build the platform on. I mean, nobody's going to stop gaming. No, not at all. Uh, gaming is th- that that industry, in my opinion, has definitely uh, surged over the last few years. Uh, you know, like, like games like Fortnite, 
uh, those, those yeah. battle those battle royale type games, and like obviously the emergence of Twitch and uh, how popular that's gotten, just you know things like that, and esports and all that all that jazz. Um, and then obviously Xavier Woods is built up, up, down, down into a, a giant on YouTube. So, uh, and then he's got, you know, that's the thing. He's got other wrestlers involved and things like that. So, um, it's a shame that WWE, uh, that they bought it from him and now they're just kind of taking advantage of him and not giving him what he deserves for it. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's sad because unfortunately I think eventually, um, It'll be a lose lose for for Xavier Woods and and up up down down because WWE will be in control of it and they'll just you know the day that Xavier Woods is gone, which I don't know when that may be. It may be ten years from now. It may be ten months from now. Who knows? With the way WWE likes to just throw people out the window these days, but um, unfortunately, the if that ever does happen and WWE has full control of that, it's just going to get run into the ground and it's going to be an afterthought. Right. All right, man. I well, think I think that's, that's a show, son. Yes, it is, man. That that's all she wrote. Well, I think there's only one thing left to do. Yes, Get us sir. out of here, Patrick. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with David Boston and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. This has been a Lake Area Media LLC production.